Hello and welcome to Random Draw, a trip through the vinyl archives of WTBR-FM. When WTBR moved to the new facilities here at Pittsfield Community Television, it brought along with it a tremendous asset, its vinyl collection. Numbering nearly 20,000 pieces, including full albums, EPs, singles, and so much more. The purpose of this program is to take you back in time to the early days of WTBR when these records were brand new. I'm your host, David Cachet, and over the last few years, I have acted as sort of an archivist of this great collection. Just imagine, if you will, a wall full of records sorted into like cubby holes with about 150 to 200 records in each section. I'm going to be choosing one of these sections to grab records from, just going to be randomly selecting records off the wall of our studios and playing them for you. That's right, playing the actual vinyl records that have been in the WTBR archives for decades. Now, each record in our collection has a catalog number listed on it, and this coincides with the order in which it was received by the WTBR DJs back in the day. Its first two digits represent the year it came in, and the remaining three or four digits will tell you the order in which they received the LP. Now, tonight we're going to go back to the year 1979 and have some fun listening to some great random music from that year. And we're going to start with an artist we don't get a chance to play very often, and that's one of the greats, and that's Roy Orbison who in 1979 was putting out his 21st album called Laminar Flow on Asylum Records, catalog number 79-375. Uh, this was his last original album in his lifetime. He did have a couple more albums come out, but one was like a, uh, like a re-recording album of all of his greatest hits. And then he had the, uh, the giant smash hit Mystery Girl album in the late 80s, but that was after, unfortunately, he passed away. So this was his last album of original materials he ever released in his lifetime. What a shame. And uh, the album did not chart at all, and the single I'm going to play for you only reached 109, just under the Hot 100. So here's Roy Orbison right now with a song called Easy Way Out, right now on Random Draw. Yeah. 
Johnny Guitar Watson with What the Hell Is This? Before that, we heard Leon Russell with One More Love Song, and we started the show off today with the great Roy Orbison and his song Easy Way Out. Now, Leon Russell uh, was basically a famous sideman, I always see him as, because he was first made famous when he was sort of the band director and leader uh, for the uh, Joe Cocker's Mad Dogs and Englishmen tour uh, in the early 70s. Uh, obviously, was a great piano player, studio musician, uh, rose to prominence through working with Joe Cocker and other artists, released a bunch of uh, albums with either solo albums or with him and his wife throughout the 70s and 80s. 
uh, was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and everything, and uh, so an incredible musician. Uh, later in his life, before he passed away, recorded a duets album with uh, with Elton John. Him and Elton John had an album together called The Union. And uh, so there you go, the great Leon Russell with one more love song. And we closed out that set with Johnny Guitar Watson and his title track off of his album from 1979 called What the Hell Is This on DJM Records, catalog number 79-408. Johnny Guitar Watson, of course, is known for his guitar work starting out in the 50s. In 1957, he put out a song called Gangster of Love. Now, that caught the attention of a guy by the name of Steve Miller, who recorded his own version of it. And when he recorded a song called The Joker, he even mentioned the fact that some people call him the gangster of love. But it all started with Johnny Guitar Watson. Now, that single he played for you, What the Hell Is This, hit number 83 on the R&B charts in 1973. I mean, 1979, I'm sorry, that's the year we're looking at. Uh, The biggest hit for Johnny Watson was a song called A Real Mother For You in 1977. Fortunately, Johnny Guitar Watson passed away on stage in Japan in 1996. So that was Johnny Guitar Watson with What the Hell Is This? Now we're going to mix it up a little bit, and we're going to go in the complete opposite direction from soul and funk to some new wave, and that's with the great group Devo, who in 1979 were putting out their second album, Duty Now for the Future, on Warner Brothers Records, catalog number 79-417. The album hit number 73... Uh, the single we're going to play for you today is a song called Secret Agent Man. Did not chart. They only had one top 20 hit in the song, and I think you can all guess it, and that was the song called Whip It from the next year in 1980. So here is the great Devo right now with the song called Secret Agent Man right now on Random Draw.
Hideaway right there by the Iron City House Rockers. And before that, we were able to listen to the Henry Paul Band and the song Lonely Dreamer. 
And we started off this set of eclectic music with Devo and Secret Agent Man. You can't get much more different than like Devo and some like country rock kind of stuff right there. Uh, now, the Henry Paul Band uh, was formed by, the, by, by a man named Henry Paul. Go figure. Uh, Henry Paul was a member of the Outlaws. Uh, and they recorded such great hits as uh, Green Grass and High Tides and There Goes Another Love Song. Well, by 1979, Henry had left the Outlaws and decided to go solo, and he formed his own group called the Henry Paul Band, who in 1979 were putting out their debut album called Grey Ghost on Atlantic Records, catalog number 79-318 here at WTBR. Uh, now, this group here uh, met with a little critical success, not too much sales. They released four albums for Atlantic Records before breaking up in 1983. And then Henry Paul went back to the Outlaws, stayed with them for another album in 1986, and then left again in 1989 to go country, and he formed a band called Blackhawk. So there you go. There's the entire history of Henry Paul told for you right there. Uh, now, the, So again, that song... Um, we played for you was a song called Lonely Dreamer, and that was the Henry Paul Band. Well, then we mixed it up and went to the Iron City House Rockers, who are from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, hence their name. And they were formed by a man named Joe Grishecki. Uh Now, that name might sound familiar for a Springsteen fan, as he has collaborated with Springsteen a few times. But at the time, in the 70s, Joe Grishecki was a special ed teacher in Pittsburgh who formed sort of a... Uh, you know, a bar band, and they were releasing their debut album in 1979 on MCA Records called Love So Tough. And, um, like I said, they released, but they were like the same story, unfortunately, as a Henry Paul band. They released about four albums and broke up in the 80s, uh, where Joe has gone on to some solo uh, tours and success. And like I said, he still plays with Springsteen every now and then. You'll always hear stories of... Uh, you know, Springsteen doing like charity galas or something like that near Asbury Park or somewhere in New Jersey, or he'll go over to Pittsburgh to work with Joe Grishecki. And as a matter of fact, some of the House Rockers albums were produced by people like Steve Van Zandt, who worked on them. And uh, actually, one of them was produced by Steve Cropper, um, you know, from down in the Memphis Horns area, that, that, that sort of stack sound uh, of Steve Cropper. So again, they have quite the uh, history of a great rock pedigree, just never got met with chart success, critical success like crazy, but just not the same chart success. Uh, so that was the Iron City House Rockers and one of their singles called Hideaway. Now we've reached the halfway point of the show and normally I'd be taking a break right now, but you know what, we got a lot of great random music to be listening to right now. So we're going to keep sort of the flow going, but I am going to take this opportunity to remind you to subscribe to the podcast of Random Draw by visiting wherever you get podcasts, including Google, Stitcher, Apple Music, etc., etc., you can also visit our station's website uh, to get more information about all of the great programming that is here on WTBR. You can see the programming schedule. You can get all the podcasts for the great shows. Uh, there's also a button at the top that says Donate, and we'd be more than happy to accept any donations you uh, see fit to help keep the station going. It's people like you who help donate and keep this place going. If you also have an idea for your own program, there's also uh, steps on the webpage to take in order to get your own show. Because, again, I always tell people, if I can do it, you can do it, too. All right, let's jump back into the music. We're going to switch gears here again on Random Draw, which is what we know them to do. And we're going to play a song by a group called Chocolate Milk. And in 1979, they were putting out their fifth album called Milky Way on RCA Records, catalog number 79-387. Now, this was a New Orleans funk and soul group who uh, worked with the uh, producer Alan Toussaint a lot. 
1983, they broke up after releasing eight albums. Now, 1983, you don't really think it was being the height of disco, soul, and funk, so that's probably the reason why they broke up, since there wasn't much chart success to be had for groups like that. But we're going to go right back to their heyday. So here is right now Chocolate Milk with a song called Save the Last Dance, right now on Random Draw.
Anita Ward with Ring My Bell. Before that, we heard Chocolate Milk with Save the Last Dance. Now, Anita Ward is pretty much known as a one-hit wonder, and you pretty much heard that one hit. Now, we heard the album version, which is really long compared to the single version you hear in a lot of the compilation disco albums of the era. Um, but, you know, that's the full version. That's what, you gotta, that's what you had to play in the club, the eight-minute versions of those songs. Now, this... Uh, a song Ring My Bell came from Anita's debut album called Songs of Love on Wana Records 79-396 here at WTBR. Now that song was a smash hit. I mean, number one pretty much everywhere in the world. And the album reached number eight. Now Anita released another album in 1979, which was not uncommon at the time to release a couple albums in the same years, especially when you had a big hit single. But then she didn't release another album for 10 years, released one more in 1989, and that was it. That was her entire recorded music career, was three total albums over a span of 10 years. But like I said, when you leave behind a legacy of that one great song, it's uh, quite the career anyway. So that was Anita War with Ring My Bell. Now we're up next, we're going to mellow things out a little bit for this last part of the show. We're going to start with a musician named Graham Parsons, who was one of the most influential country rock artists um, in, the, in all time. Now, Graham was known for being an influential member of the Birds. At the time, they did Sweetheart of the Rodeo album. He left the Birds to form the Flying Burrito Brothers. He also worked with Emmylou Harris. He did a bunch of solo work. He was just one of those all-around uh, musicians that you hear of in all those country rock circles of the 70s. Uh, unfortunately, Graham passed away in 1973. So in 1979, an old label of his, uh, Sierra Briar Records, was putting out uh, sort of a compilation of his early stuff, his pre-bird stuff, called Graham Parson and the Shilohs, The Early Years, Volume 1, catalog number 79-325. So it's a bunch of his early acoustic work with some other, uh, member, with some other uh, band members called the Shilohs, and it's like a 10-track album. They put out a couple volumes of this just to capitalize on sort of the resurgence of country rock in the late 70s. Now, Graham, if you ever get a chance to, you should read about his death, unfortunately, in 1973. He died of an accidental overdose, and he had told his friends that he always wanted to be cremated out of the Joshua, Joshua Tree Park. So after he passed away, his friends borrowed a hearse, stole his body from the airport, drove him out to Joshua Tree Park, put five gallons of gasoline around him, and ignited a huge fireball. Uh, the, the pair were arrested. Now, unfortunately, the weird thing is there's no law against stealing a dead body. So they were, uh, they were fined $750 for stealing the coffin, not stealing the body. And they actually were not prosecuted for leaving over 35 pounds of remains out in the desert. Those remains were picked up and later buried in Louisiana. But that's a great story. And I think there was actually a movie called Grand Theft Parsons starring Johnny Knoxville about that story. So here's Graham Parsons with a song called Big Country right now on Random Draw. So give me 
When this old world starts a getting me down And people are just too much for me to face I'll climb way up to the top of the stairs And all my cares just drift right into space On the roof, it's peaceful as can be And there the world below don't bother me No, no So when I come home, feeling tired and beat I'll go up where the air is fresh and sweet I'll get far away from the hustle
James Taylor up on the roof. And before that, we heard Tim Weisberg with his song Street Party. And we started off this last set of uh, mellow music with Graham Parsons and Big Country. Now, Tim Weisberg uh, is best known as one of the great rock flautists, flutists, pop rock flutists, I guess you could call him. Uh, I don't get to say that very often about anybody, but again, he was a great flute player who had some hits in the 70s, especially with his work with uh, this artist Dan Fogelberg. But in 1979 on A&M Records, they were releasing the best of Tim Weisberg, a compilation album of, I believe, about 14, about 12 of his tracks, 12 of his greatest hit tracks. And we played one of them for you there. That was Street Party by Tim Weisberg. And we closed the show with a Berkshire favorite, and that's James Taylor who was releasing his single Up on the Roof off of his album Flag in 1979. The album was his ninth album, and it hit number 10 on the charts. Uh, it was uh, his last album of the 70s. Now, the single itself went to number 28, and it was one of, it was like the only hit single off of this album. It was not really a giant uh, commercial and critical success, this album. Um, and the interesting thing I always think of is that he ended the album on his ninth album, he only released three more in the 80s and only released two more albums in the 90s. So there you go. His uh, career output went downhill after that. But again, that was a great Goffin King song, Up on the Roof by James Taylor, to end the show today. And that wraps it up for us here at Random Draw. If you'd like to learn more about WTBR or even have an idea for your own show, please visit WTBRFM.com. So until next time on Random Draw, I've been your host, David Cachet, and we'll see you later.